Hello. Hello. Welcome to Daydreams. I'm here with Addie Dryling. Hello. Addie. Well, this is my friend Addie, obviously. But yes. how do we know each other? Um, me and Kelsey go to high school together, and we met sophomore year by sophomore year geometry class, and I forced her to be my friend and forced her into my friend group. No, but the first time we met, <laughs> freshman year when I just went up. Oh, yeah, the first time I met, she I had cookies, and Kelsey never talked to her before my whole entire life. Just no. goes, um, can I have a cookie? That's my weakness. Those, like, sugar cookies with the frosting. I gave it to you. I know. I thought you were going to say no, and that would have been totally valid, because I did not, <laughs> I had never seen you. And then when, like, we're with, um, like, Eva and Emma, our other friends, or just literally anybody, and they'll pull up pictures of you freshman year. I was like, that's what you... I don't remember what... I don't... Yeah, I, like, just don't look the same. <laughs> you don't? It's mostly the hair. Yeah. And, like, not even the fact that you don't have braces. It's mostly the hair. It's just, yeah, long blonde hair versus the short, like, dark brown bob. Your hair was black, bro. <laughs> it was dark. I did not know, but... Yeah. Um... I also don't know how we became... Like, you say it was not geometry, but I don't know when. It was geometry. We, like, went to Learning Commons. And I was like, okay, you're my friend now. No, I feel like I can't remember a definite time. Well, no one was just like, will you be my friend? Like, well, a definite I, like, time. I'm like, will you be my friend? <laughs> Those times in the learning commons. That was interesting. <laughs> Those were, like, the highlights of my sophomore year. That was, was Especially during homecoming week. That it was, was really the fun. most fun. Like, I want to relive that, those days so bad yeah, now when i go to the learning commons i just get deja vu when not i go there now i look at that room and i'm like i met some freshmen in that room <laughs> not some great freshmen some but bad freshmen well a few gems <laughs> a few. Oh, now, now they're sophomores which is like weird it's really not normal but anyway <laughs> so i change it over <laughs> that's how we know each other but today I'm, um this one is i don't want to say episode that just sounds so weird but this one's gonna be mostly about anxiety and I think I really wanted to have you on because we both have experience with anxiety. And this isn't going to be like an interview. It's like, so, anxiety, your <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> but, like, I want us to, like, bounce off each other. But I wanted to start off with asking, like, what is your, like, personal experience with anxiety? So, for me, um, my dad has anxiety. So, from a young age, I've just always, like, I, was never, I wasn't diagnosed anxiety into anxiety until, like, middle school, like, 7th or 8th grade. But I've had, like, symptoms of anxiety my whole entire life just because, like, I would see what my dad would do. I'd see that my dad, like, worried about everything. And I would, like, just kind of see how he did it. And he has, like, really bad anxiety. So, like, after that, I kind of, like, picked up on it. And, like, I just started developing anxiety. And so did my brother. But my brother... Oh, your brother, really? Yeah. My brother got diagnosed with it, like, a lot earlier because it was a lot easier to, like, tell with him. Because for me, I have, like, high-functioning anxiety. So, like, I, like, can do a lot of things, but, like... It's, like, weird. Like, I always fill my schedule up, but then, like, don't want to do any of the things. And then it's, like, do you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like I you like, bite more often than you can chew. Yeah, like, I bite more often than I can chew. And I, I've always done that. I do it now, but, like, I've always done that. So my parents didn't, like, click that I had, like, anxiety because I was high-functioning. So when I got diagnosed with it, everything kind of, like, clicked on why, like, a lot of the things were the way they were. But I still wasn't on, like meds and I was barely really seeing I never like had a therapist that I really felt like I could talk to so like a long time like I either like didn't have a therapist or I had a therapist I didn't really like and I'm still like I still have that like I still don't really click with my therapist that often like the ones I do click with right now aren't like taking aren't like doing anything except for like online and they're Um, not taking in-person visits mm -mm. and it's like that's really hard right now just like right now but for me like anxiety like it 
it's mainly social but it's also just like thinking the worst and like everything and like constantly like just thinking like the worst in every situation is going to happen like intrusive thoughts are also like a big big thing that I have to deal with and just yeah I mean it it's progressively like it got better and then I started high school and it got like a lot worse because freshman year didn't really have any friends and I think that was like the worst part of my anxiety was freshman year just like everything that was going on not having anyone to like be my comfort person because I really like did not have any friends and then sophomore year like I feel like it got it got better but then when like quarantine hit I just kind of felt like the world was ending and I think that it just dropped down dramatically and now I'm still kind of at that drop down dramatically. Oh wait, like when you're uh, going into detail about how you feel, cause I know everybody like, likes to say like, um, like there's that meme like in quarantine, like we all like gained some type of mental illness. Yeah. <laughs> but like how, was, like, how was quarantine for you in that realm? Cause for me, it was like, it was something else. For me, like, I think that like, the reason my sophomore year was like, good for my anxiety because I feel like I was talking to a lot of I had like close friends that I could constantly like, reassure me like I just I'm bad because I need constant reinsurance or else I like think that the whole world's against me mm-hmm. and then for me quarantine when it hit I didn't have anyone to talk to I didn't have anyone to give me reinsurance and I wasn't really getting along with my parents at the time so I couldn't really talk to them at all about like anything so I had like no one to talk to and like like my thoughts and like overthinking kind of just like built up and I kind of just I didn't want to leave my room because I was scared like if I left my room something would happen to me like something like because like the outside world was so different and I didn't I couldn't like combat with like the changes that were happening and also like with my other mental illnesses that I kind of like started struggling with a lot more during quarantine like the anxiety like mixed with that like I was just at like the darkest place over quarantine and then when I had to go back to school after quarantine was the worst also because I, it was a completely new realm, like, I feel like over quarantine, I really, like, did a lot of bold things, like, to <laughs> your <do> hair, my <laughs> hair, like, I did some questionable things with a sign, like, also, I was being, <laughs> I was being really, that was not questionable, <laughs> that was very well I thought out, I saw a sign, um, as I should, and then, but what, like, really, I was being really, like, outspoken on social media about, like, a lot of things that I found really important, mm-hmm. and, like, I was fighting people in my grade about that, so, like, and I had, like, a screen to hide behind, which is, like, so, like... Makes it so easy. It really does, but, like, going in person, like, realizing that a lot of people dislike me now was so hard to, Do like... Do you really think that? Yeah. <laughs> not... That's not... I'm not even talking about, like, just the anxiousness. Just, like, with you, like, fight... Do you think people, like, don't like you I anymore? do think a lot of people don't like me. I don't think it's... I think that people didn't like me before, but, like, after I was really outspoken, like, I think a lot of people, like, instead of, I feel like, before I was able to, like... I wasn't, I'm not, like, that well-known, so I was just able to, like, hide below the radar, and, like, no mm-hmm. one would really care about what I do, but, like, now, like, when I was doing that, like, I think a lot of people, like, now when people know who I am, and, like, I can't fly below the radar, and, like, a lot of people, like, have opinions that aren't good ones about me, or at least that's what I feel like. I know, like, it's probably not even true, like, but... Well, I know there's <laughs> that, like, trope that, like, every teenage girl hates themselves, and, like, yeah. thinks everyone hates them, but I think when it comes to anxiety and just, like, I know what we've talked about. It's not, like, the self-pity, like, oh, everyone hates me. Yeah. It's more, like, especially with what you, the example you just gave, like, you literally think, like, people don't like you anymore. And I, I literally, like, I just way. constantly, like, eyes are, like, on me. Like, mm-hmm. everything I do, like, every move I make, like, I'm scared to, like, talk out in class. And, like, I've always had that, but now I'm, like, I'm scared to talk out in class because I'm, like, scared people are going to, like, 
thicker about me or people are gonna like I don't have like a voice cracker or stuff like that like I'm just so scared to make like one wrong move because I feel like I'm already like shaking it with everyone like disliking me it's like I feel like for me like it's just like one wrong move and I'm done and like that's it which is just dumb to think I know but I can't help it no I don't think it's dumb I I relate in that and I think we grew a lot closer when we started talking about this stuff because I remember when I felt like I was at my worst with anxiety like I knew you like knew what you were talking about and I felt like you were the only person I knew who like was like yes I have anxiety where like mm-hmm. everybody else is like oh no I'm not. like everyone just like says it but they don't really mean it but I could like like you taught me how to like not be like afraid of it and like not be like ashamed of it because like it's not something to be ashamed of but it's like you don't want to let the whole world know like yeah I yeah. have blank anxiety and this and this and this and mm-hmm. this and I think it's really good that you don't like think of it something to be ashamed of for like me like I have like a part of like this um organization called zero reasons why and they like I've never felt like I was able to like talk about my mental illness more openly to like a group of strangers more my whole entire life like <laughs> I could like it sounds like so weird but like I was able to like tell them and like they talk about it so openly and, like they talk about like suicide like per, like they talk about like suicide so openly and, like they don't treat it as like this super secret because it happens and like we have to like talk about it so people know like it's not like a scary thing like if you have someone that like killed themselves you can like talk about it and you can like open up and like help people that are struggling with similar things or like if you have suicidal thoughts you can talk about that because it's like it's a horrible scary thing but like it happens and we need to like talk about it more and we need to like normalize that it happens and like we need to not normalize it happens like normalize like talking about when it happens and not like sweeping underneath the rug just like for it to happen again and sweep that underneath the rug yeah because I think keeping things like just mental illness period Mm-hmm. like under like some like shiny like type of like do not touch type like, yeah. box just makes you first of all it makes you more curious mm-hmm. and then it just makes you think like why is it so taboo because it's not taboo yeah it's just i think people especially adults think that if you talk about it you'll encourage people to do it and that's yeah. not the case it's really not and like another thing with, like just mental illness in general i feel like you can't talk about it but, like, you would, like, if you had a flu and you had to stay the home, you'd be like, oh, I, I have a, the flu. Like, I can't go anywhere. But, like, when you have, like, an anxiety attack, like, when I had anxiety attacks at school, like, I would go to, the, like, the counseling office and, like, they would just send me back to class instead of being, like, you need to, like, go home, m- go home and, like, you're mentally, like, not in the right place to be here. And, like, that's what I think, like, I think schools can do a lot better with that. But, I mean, like, I know, like, I think it's hard for adults to really understand but another thing that helps, like, talking about it is that you can better understand your feelings because once you hear about, like, symptoms of things, you can kind of be, like, maybe I have that. You can, like, go to a doctor and, like, get diagnosed and, like, know how to treat it. But instead, like, I, like, didn't really know a whole lot about my anxiety because, like, we, my family doesn't, like, yeah, like, my brother my dad both struggle with it. But it was just so hard to, like, talk about it still. Like, we still, like, me and my dad, like, still, like, never talk about it, like, if I need to talk about with someone, like, I text my therapist or someone like that. Like, I can't talk to my parents about it because it's just such, like, a thing that, like, they don't like talk about it because they blame themselves, especially my dad, because he struggles with it. But it's literally not his fault. It's the fact that their I just brains wired differently than people without anxiety. Like, it's yeah. nothing that they're, they're doing. And you also have ADHD. I do have, like, really bad ADHD. So it's just, like, that on top of that. Like, it's just... 
But then that also doesn't mean, like, if you have ADHD, that means you have anxiety. Or if you have depression, like, that means you have anxiety. I feel like people think that. Yeah. And I also, to be honest, thought that. Especially, that was, like, a big reason at the beginning of, I think, my struggles. Is that I was like, well, I'm not depressed. Well, at one point, I was depressed. But, like, I you never want to... I think that's something you don't want to admit. That, like, you're sad. It's hard. It's so hard. And I don't think people can genuinely understand... It's one of those things that, like, you can say as much as you want, like, I get it, I get it, but you really do not get it mm-hmm. unless you genuinely have been, like, so down that you literally didn't want to leave your house. Yeah. Or your room, for that matter. Like, just struggling with, like, depression, like, I'm bipolar, and that, like, the signal around, like, bipolar disorder... It's so bad. It is bad, because I will tell people I'm bipolar, and they'll be like, oh my god, like, you're a psychopath, because... No, people think bipolar e- equals, like, schizophrenic or something. Yeah, like... For me, like, I just have, like, high highs. Like, there's some days... And low lows. And low lows. Like, there's some days, like, let's say, like, there's a whole month where I feel like I'm on top of the world. Like, I can do whatever I want. Like, there's just so much on top of that. Like, there's just so much I can do. But then, like, when I'm on my low lows, there's, like, I don't want... I can't leave my bed. Like, there's days that I, like, literally, like, have to tell my mom I'm not going to school. I can't leave my bed. And there's just stuff like... I don't think that makes me crazy. I think it just makes me, like... No... It does not make you crazy. Yeah. I think that you might... I think as kids, especially, like... Or let's just say teenagers, because we're both teenagers. <laughs> but, like, still kids at the same time. I think people think, especially adults, that, like, I did... Like, I dealt with it, so why can't you? Yeah. Like, this whole thing of, like, I've been sad, I've been this, da 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 Because I feel like if you talk to every adult was born in like the 70s or 60s they have all been through some type of not depression but like maybe a depressive state yeah and my and i bet i think a lot of them have like also high functioning anxiety but they will never admit it they won't because i think like that's why i'm glad like now like people are talking about it more especially like social media but also like where social media is good at the same time like i feel like a lot of people like are so attached to their phone that they almost like forget their actual lives and like they'll have like a live on social media like they'll be so happy and then they'll be like really depressed and I don't think like people like really understand that and that's what I don't think about like adults they didn't really have that to like kind of like have an, their own world to like escape in and then have to like come back to reality and that probably like messes up your mentality a lot and just adults just don't understand that like things are so different Especially with, like don't even like put COVID into the picture but now that COVID's in the picture oh my god like it's just like they will never like their childhood like doesn't really like can't like it can compare to ours but like it's just so different that like on it like them comparing their childhood to ours it's like it really doesn't make sense because we were also born like being born in 2004 Mm -hmm. and 2003 like especially 2000s period but especially those times we were literally born into the technology like technology like i had like a normal childhood obviously like playing outside for the most part but like the second i hit like middle school like, everyone was on their phones. Like, when did you get a phone, by the way? I got my phone in eighth grade. Yeah, I didn't have a phone. My parents were very, like, against my But well, you had, like, an iPad or iPod or something. I had an iPad, but, like, my parents were so against, like, they did not let me having technology until, like, I absolutely needed it. And, like, in eighth grade, I needed it because... That's how my parents were. My parents didn't, like... My brother didn't get one until high school, but I got one. Me too. My brother got his, like, yeah. sophomore or freshman year. I don't know how I did it, but, like... I do think it's, like, important. I think, like, now it, it's it's good that we have, like, phones to, like, keep in touch with, like, people that move away and stuff like that. But I think, like, I know for me personally, like, it's gotten to the point that, like, 
my phone is like my escape from reality like it shouldn't really be like that like I should be happy with my reality but like I'm just like when I go on TikTok like that's like when I'm I feel like happy because I feel numb and I like my brain's only focusing on that I think technology not technology social media has definitely ruled it has a very good pros but also very bad cons and I do think that like the, for the most part like the cons do outweigh the like pros because like yeah. I think it ruined our society I think, I think if we like our high school experience would be so different if we didn't have social media it might be even have been better because say even if I didn't have a social media account it's still there yeah like, like I'm still going to interact with people who have it like so you're almost like if life. you don't have like a social media account or like an outsider and like no one can like because it's People like don't you don't because you, you yeah. don't exist because in their yeah. eyes on your phone you, they don't ex- you don't exist yeah like they can't like snap you or follow you like you don't exist like and that's if, so weird it is like even if you have a phone like you can't just like text someone casually anymore or like call someone like they used to like i prefer i tell all my friends this and this sounds so like high horse type thing like don't talk to me unless you text but i don't check my snap so if you don't like if you have something you want to tell me and you, yeah you need to text me because i straight up won't look at it for like three weeks <laughs> and it's so bad and i feel bad but then i'm also like i told you i know like, like i'm just snapchat for me like i'm on it so much less than i used to be and being off of snapchat like i have it like it like makes me like anxious because i have like so many people that like i need to answer and like talk to at the same time like not like i used to like send streaks like two like streaks to some today like it was like i had to be on top of it and just like made me so nervous to like do it but I think after, like, ending all my streaks and, like, just snapchatting the people that I'm, like, genuinely close friends with and, like, sometimes, like, just going days without being on Snapchat has definitely, like, made me feel, like, a lot better. But at the same time, like, it makes me feel a lot worse because I feel like there's so many people I need to answer. Streaks like, when I, are the devil's work. Streaks are the worst right thing now. ever. I literally, like, sit there on the learning commons freshman year and sweat all over trying to send, like, answer all my Snapchats and send out or, my Or, like, streaks. everyone would get in a group picture and then you take... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I get those in my year goes, and I'm like, this? That's this, how COVID started. All this grouping this, right here. This right, right here. Ruined. This, ruined our, this ruined our life. But I think, I mean, we'll probably start talking about social media later. But for now, social media equals... No bueno. Uh, sometimes it's amazing, but... Sometimes I love it because, like, I don't know. Just sometimes I like it, sometimes I hate it. It just depends on what's happening. But I guess I'll take the spotlight off you for a second, and I can talk about my experience with anxiety. Do it. Um, I think, so for me, I am very introverted, and I don't think, and everyone tells me that, and I used to take that as an insult, so that meant I, I thought that meant I was weird, <laughs> so I was like, how dare you, <laughs> but even my parents have always told me that, and I, like, I don't think being introverted equals you have social anxiety, it does not, but... Mm-hmm more introverted people tend to have it yeah so there's like a fine line like you're not introverted you're more like like you're more of like an extrovert i would say because i feel like you get your energy off of other people i am like an extrovert to the point that like i do get my energy off people but i'm also just very very shy Mm -hmm. and i can only get my energy off people if they give me their energy first like i'm not the one to start the energy yeah that makes sense yeah like um so yeah it's like i've always had that And, like, my parents would even tell me, like, you need to say hi to people. Like, I would never say hi to people. To the point where, like, even when I look back, I'm like, oh, that kind of was bad. (laughs) I, like, never Mine was eye contact. My parents got all my ass about eye contact. Me? I don't know if I ever had that problem. I probably did, because I would look down. But I never look people in the eye, because, like, I don't know why. 
but I try to now. So if I'm looking at you in the eye, really like heavily, don't think it's weird. But <laughs> I make so much eye contact now. And then I transferred schools at the beginning of um, junior high, mm-hmm. and I went to a much bigger. I went to Prince of Peace, which is much bigger than my other school, where my class was 12 people, including myself. So I think that was the spark of it getting worse. Mm-hmm. Because now I have much more people around me. I didn't know half of them. Like, I was just constantly really anxious just because there were just so many people around. Not even for the fact that, like, I didn't know them or anything. I wasn't even thinking about what they could be thinking about me. My mind was just so clouded with the fact that there are a lot of people around me right now. And I don't mm-hmm. know how to handle this. And I don't know any of them except, like, my one friend. And even when I had made, like, friends and I was good by eighth grade... And I still felt that way, and if not, it got worse. Because then I was in a totally different class. I didn't know half the people in my class. I knew, like, two of them. And, like, I just didn't know what to do. But I gradually got better. And then high school started, and I don't think it got worse. Because I, granted, I had the experience of being around more people, so I wasn't as scared. But I was still very, like, overly, like, nervous, more nervous than the average person should be at the Mm -hmm. beginning of starting high school. And I had a lot of ups and downs freshman year, especially with friends. And that led to my whole, like, I already had a hard time making friends because of I was very, like, socially anxious, kind of. So the fact that it never worked, it didn't work out, like, a lot made me... It fueled the fire even more, I think, Mm -hmm. and that did not help, and so I remember I had brought it up to my parents once, and they were like, like, we didn't really, like, it was just, like, a thing I said, nothing, like, came of it, and then sophomore year started, and I was doing really good sophomore year. I, after September, like, after we became friends, which is, like, when everything started going, like, right again because mm-hmm. the beginning like September like August was really not good and that didn't help my state I guess in that sense so then I made friends and then I made like good friends so I think from sophomore year for the most part I was very good in that department I was doing really well to the point where I was like maybe this thing is gone now maybe I don't have it anymore <laughs> which is like I don't know why and then quarantine started. Oh my god, literally quarantine. <laughs> and I'm one of the people that like quarantine. I had no problem being in my house. I had no problem staying home. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't feel the need to go outside. Like I think the most I did was like go on walks. That was like after two months is when I felt the need to do that. But I was fine not like seeing people or anything. Online school was like thriving. It was very. The only thing that sucked about it was that our school made it harder. Yeah. Not like the like the like academic part that didn't like cut us slack, Mm-mm, especially. None at all. But the part about being at home was not that. It was yeah. quite literally amazing for me. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> and so then after quarantine, when the like, I would like leave my house with my mom to go to like Walmart. She'd be like, "Do you want to come inside?" I'd be like, "No." I I didn't want to go. I remember the first time I went to a Walmart, I freaked out and, like, went to the bathroom for 10 minutes because I was, like, 
there's so many people here. Yeah. When did this many people come to the same Walmart I went to? And it's mm-hmm. like, meanwhile, it's like a super Walmart, so of course there are many people. <laughs> but, like, I was so anxious. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the first times I was, like, like, crippling. Like, it was, like, I wanted to run back to my car, but I had to go get something for my mom. Or, like, and if I was, like, in the store and I lost my friend, I would, like, freak out. That's me when I lose, like, still to this day, like, I always would cry when I lost my mom, but, like, even now when I lose my mom, I start freaking out, because, like... Me too. I hate being alone. Look like, at the mall, too. Dude, I'm at the mall, like, it's honestly, especially, like, I feel the most so- socially, like, anxious when I'm, like, in class, and, like, everyone else, else, like, everyone else is, like, talking, and I'm the only one, like, not talking, and I just feel like the whole, like, it's so weird, like, I can't even, like, everything feels like it's, like, echoing, and I feel like the whole world's, like, closing in. And I just have to, like, you, like, put my headphones in or, like, go to the bathroom or, like, be in my phone. Like, when people around me are, like, everyone else is, like, talking and laughing and, like, you're the only one that's, like, not a part of it. It just, like, it makes me, like, want to, like, throw up. Like, even, like, thinking about it. Like, my heart is, like, racing. Like, it is the worst feeling ever. And I think that's what I noticed it the most, which is why I think, like, freshman year especially, I realized, like, how genuinely bad it was because that would happen all the time because I didn't have anyone to talk to ever, but everyone else did. So I was always, like, sitting in the back of class, like, hearing everyone else talk and like i would just kind of be there like oh my god like what's happening like what is this it's like it's like an out-of-body experience it literally is like it's literally like you can feel yourself like sweating all over everything's like echoing and like you can almost like see like outside of your body like looking down like like you're getting all sweaty yet the room is freezing it does not make any sense it's weird (laughs) but um so sophomore year was good for the most part quarantine my prime my skin was clear everything was great (laughs) But, so, the minute quarantine stopped, I was hypersensitive about everything. I know COVID was a thing, and I live with two people in the medical field, so I should have been less, like, on edge mm-hmm. all the time, because I had two, like, professionals with me at all times, which is kind of ideal, but then, like, I would even, like, that made it, like, worse almost. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't like that time we hung out for the first time in the summer was the first was the first time I left my house I do remember that and it had been a while so <laughs> that goes to show that like when it said like quarantine I live quite literally quarantined even when it wasn't mandated anymore and when it was announced that school wouldn't even like be online the first semester I had like a break like one of the worst breakdowns I think I've ever had Mm-hmm. in my life because and like thinking about it now makes me want to break down again just when you think about yourself back in that state because I I it, like I even when I think about myself back first semester like I was not the minute I walked in that school I would like start shaking no yeah I yeah and like I shouldn't feel that like it felt like the first day of freshman year all over again like walking in junior year and I was like I'm a junior like, this is not but time but like times <laughs> 30 especially with the fact that like I knew that I didn't have to be there, that this didn't have to be happening because every other school wasn't doing that. Yeah. Maybe even other Catholic schools. Yeah. Like, the one closest to me, like, wasn't doing that. It was only our school. It though. was only our school. And we did hybrid for, like, two weeks. And then, yeah. like, I remember I would go to my parents and be like, I don't want to... Like, I was wake... There were some mornings where I would, like, actually wake up and cry just because I had to go to school in that state mm-hmm. and I never used to I I come like I was very introverted and everything and I would have days where I wouldn't but I would never get up and cry 
and yeah. that's when I realized like this is not this isn't like hope <laughs> like this is not good and it was like this is not the move and it was like I would always say it was because I was scared of COVID which was a I think it was half that and then half being around that many people again and knowing that like this could be avoided yeah. but our school didn't have like an all even when it went like even when the, like we got in like two months there was no we never had the option that was like if you want to do at like at home do at home when yeah, like other like, people had most that people have that, like and yeah like they said we have that but like Mm-mm. like i know some people did it but like, it wasn't easy like i think like you only could do it if like you literally like because i know like i think like connor clucky like dr- like isn't in school because his parents like were really scared about covid and like i was like i was gonna ask him about it because like i don't know if he's like if they're doing online school at all or like did he have to like transfer schools to do that like somewhere mm-hmm. else because he's that's not what I- because like um what is it he's he's like an editor for mm-hmm. the shield and stuff his name is still in there and everything that's how i found out he still went to our school but like, i yeah. remember like my dad even asked me like is there an option for you not to go and i was like yeah but like it's they don't put it out in the open mm-hmm. it's only if like your parents physically themselves go to them and be like i want my child it's like I know a lot of people like once their parents threatened to take their kid out of the school, they were like they could do online. Yeah, like it was a literal last resort, and yeah. I it just that fueled a lot of my like anxiety, and then another reason it was like most another reason aside from those two was because of the stuff that happened over the summer and how outspoken I was yeah. and people quite literally saying slurs to me in my DMs and being very rude and, like, yelling at me because I was just speaking up for, like, my own life. Yeah, for... And just so I, like, I also needed that, like, constant reassurance. Yeah. Like, I, like, I thought it was selfish at the time, and I still think that now, even though I know it's not, mm-hmm. I wanted, like, this, like, selfish reassurance from the people who I was close to to tell me, like, you are valid. Like, yeah everything you're doing is valid and you were telling me that my parents were telling me that the people i expected to say stop the most were like encouraging me and saying that it's really good that i was like talking for once and Mm -hmm. i never talk and but then like my school friends or the people who i thought were closer than that weren't doing that and if every (laughs) and every and if anything like some of them like came back at me with it like, when I tried to ask them, like, hey, like, I was wondering why you are really silent about this. And then it was flipped on me. Yeah, which happened, like, <laughs> more than it should have. Like, the fact it happened once was, like, how could you even... Like, if someone confronts you for something that you're doing wrong, you don't flip it on them. Like, you accept the fact that you're in the wrong and you can't say that. And it was just, uh. <laughs> But it's also, like, the way I said it wasn't even, like, trying to, like... Like, uh, confront them, like, be, like... It was just a question, to yeah. be honest. It wasn't, like, you're not doing this, and this is why it's wrong. Yeah. And so that really messed with me a lot. And I think everyone around me knows how much it messed with me, because, like, even when I would see those said, like, people, I would, like, run away from them. hmm Like, before they... Because I was so scared, even though I didn't really do anything wrong. And I think the stuff over the summer fueled a lot of it, because I was scared that, like... If I went out in public, someone would hurt me or something. 
And I don't think anyone should ever, or I would get like, uh, someone would yell a slur at me or something. Because I felt like if it was happening in my DMs, what's going to stop it from happening in person? And it was happening to other people I knew who looked like me. So I was like, Mm -hmm. literally, what makes me special? Nothing. And I've had it said in my face before, so what is going to stop it at this like heightened time? Mm -hmm. And so that was really bad. And when I went to school and like I saw the said people who were so bold to say like slurs to me in my dms or say really really like inhumane things but then the minute they look at me they like would like pretend i wasn't there i was like it it was like whoa like am i that insignificant like once in person but over the safety of a screen you can say anything like dehumanize me yeah it that made it really bad and then I would have panic attacks at school, and I've never had a panic attack before. At the time, I didn't think it was a panic attack. I thought I was, like, really, I was, like, overheating or something <laughs> because of my sweatshirt. But it was a panic attack when I look back at it now. And I wouldn't, I've never had those, let alone at school. And when I went to talk about it with, a, like, someone who knows what they're talking about, they were, like, diagnosed me with, like, social anxiety and like an just like an anxiety disorder and mm-hmm. i was just like that's so false because i couldn't have that like why would i have that yeah. like i'm normal because i equated it with something that wasn't normal yeah but i think in the back of my mind i always knew it was normal i just didn't want it to be true for me yeah like just being diagnosed with like any illness like even like i knew from like i just wasn't like the other kids like i just knew that like I there was something like different with me but at the same time I was like maybe everyone feels like this they're just better at hiding it so like when I was diagnosed like it like really hit me like, so hard because in like middle school like I was already like in seventh grade I was like emo because I was like you know what like I was literally so emo I was like the whole like the world has like messed me up so bad like I'm mad at the world so I was just like so angry inside and like being so angry inside like made everything so much worse because I was pretending to be positive like it is like mentally draining but at the same time like it's better than hating the whole entire world because like yeah when you're hating the world you're sad you're making other people sad but like when I'm like being like trying my best to be positive like I can almost trick my brain to be positive but at the same time it's also really mentally draining to like pretend to be happy all the time yeah I feel like that's a whole another sport in itself pretending because it's really really draining and I think after I was told um that I have an anxiety disorder specifically like social anxiety I to be honest came to terms with it pretty quickly I was like well that makes sense like a lot of that makes sense but I like didn't know what to do when they told me that I should tell my parents like have a sit down talk with them but I did not want to because where like my parents are immigrants and with that they're immigrants from Africa so then that's a place that does not recognize mental illness at all it's just like it's almost like everyone's depressed but we just deal with it (laughs) and it's so messed up because it's something that is like like it's seen as like weak and if you're weak you like you're gonna you're gonna suffer in like the grand scheme of things Mm -hmm. so you should never show weakness 
And so that's how I knew I felt like I shouldn't tell my parents because they wouldn't. I felt like they would just brush it off. And more than that, I was just scared because I didn't want to, like, make them feel like it was another problem mm-hmm. they had to fix, even though it's not, like, a problem, but I didn't want them to feel like, ah, something's wrong with this one, too, or something yeah. like that. So it's just, like, really... That in and of itself is draining because you don't want to disappoint like your parents mm-hmm. you don't want to make your parents feel like they did something wrong when like it's like has nothing to do with them mm-hmm. it like isn't their fault or anything it's like total. it's mostly an internal problem yeah so that it that is my experience mm-hmm. and if we're talking about right now it's getting better but it's it's i'm learning how to like live with it because I think for so long, I didn't even, like, I mean, I didn't know what it was. And I didn't, obviously, I don't think I have something that I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And then now that I know that, like, it's something that, like, is a part of me, it's not bad. It's just I'm learning how to navigate it. Yeah. But then also having to go to school makes it hard. Even though, say, like, at this point in time, COVID has gotten significantly better, doesn't help the situation. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. But going back to, like, parents, like, for me, like, telling my parents I had, like, when I, like, went to, like, the, my doctor, whatever, my mental doctor. <laughs> a therapist? What's it called? Therapist? Uh, oh, I could not remember what it was called. A uh, therapist? When I went to my therapist, when I got diagnosed, I, first off, like, I tried, I fought for so long to get a therapist, and they did not want to get me one, because, like, my, like, my parents are just really bad, like, even though my dad does struggle with the mental illness, like, he, like, didn't see, like, that we were having the exact same symptoms. He's like, there's no way you can have it. Like, you're not, like, doing this. You're not this. Like, you can talk to people. Like, you can do this. And, like, it's just the fact that, like, anxiety works in, like, so many different ways that, like, just because, like, someone else's anxiety and, like, you guys have different symptoms doesn't make, like, one, like, it, like one, like, person's anxiety, like, any, like, less significant or more significant than yours. Like, it's just the fact that anxiety works different ways without... It was just really hard to, like... And we still can't... I can't talk about with them. I literally can't. Like, I can't talk about anything along, like, the mental illness spectrum with them. Because they just either think I'm lying about it or, like, they don't... They just kind of sweep it under the rug because it makes them uncomfortable. And I think that's an issue that a lot of people in their generation and older, like, kind of deal with. They don't know how to talk about it because they're afraid of it. And I think that's honestly, like... Even our... I'm not going to say their generation. I think that's, even some people in our age are just afraid to talk about it because they don't know what it is so they don't like want to talk about it because they just they're afraid like they don't they're afraid of the unknown yeah i think specifically their gener like our parents like just like it's a lot of just like we dealt with it you deal with it i feel like which makes it even more irritating because mm-hmm. it's the thing of like like you said earlier everyone's i'm not you yeah that's like a unique thing about human beings no person is one and the same so it's just like i know i thought the exact same way your dad thought at the beginning like i was like i can talk to people i I suck at it but i can do it yeah so i can't have any type of anxiety but then i was like that's not like it's different because some people it could be so crippling where they literally cannot talk to people yeah like there i know some like it's just like whether or not like some people just have like really high functioning anxiety like there's so many people i know that like are really outgoing but like they still struggle with anxiety like it's still like it does like 
if you have anxiety doesn't mean like you're like shy and like never talk like anxiety is like a lot of things like it's overthinking it's like constantly like needing reinsurance and like feeling the world's like against you like it's like like anxiety is a lot of thing and it works in like so many different ways that like you can't say that like it's the same with like depression and like any other mental illness like people like all have like the same like idea in their head of like what a person with anxiety looks like or what a person with like depression or illness or what they look like but that's never the case because anyone can struggle with any mental illness and i think anxiety i'm pretty sure is like one of the most popular if not the most pop like the most like common mental disorder to have so you can't just say like only one type of person can get anxiety on the nose pretty much because <laughs> i think when someone thinks someone who's like socially anxious they think emo kid yeah wears a jacket all the time like never talks to people yeah but then it's like no but it could be someone who wears bright colors and is yeah. always happy go lucky like and they're just good at concealing it yeah and i think for a long time my like anxiety always stemmed from like knowing that i was different from everyone else in a way that i quite literally cannot change without like surgery or something that would kill me so like that was always an issue but it wasn't an issue until I like transferred schools because mm-hmm. then like it suddenly became something that was not wrong but it was like people pointed it out a lot and I thought that was really weird and I wasn't used to that so I think that like made me feel even more anxious because I was like shoot I'm giving it. I'm giving everybody something to stare at me for, but I can't hide it. Mm-hmm. And that, especially as a kid, that really messes you up because it's like, especially when it's something that you can't change, you think that thing is wrong. So I think sometimes I would like I started to develop this mentality that like being what I am, which is like a person of color, it like equals wrong because it's inconveniencing everybody else in their lives. Which is such a bad way to think. Yeah. And I know that, but I also don't fault myself for thinking that in 7th and 8th grade because... Because you, like, couldn't even control, like, your thought because... And I don't think I would have thought that given the situation. Like, if I didn't transfer schools, I don't think I would have thought that. But I know, I know the minute I got to high school, those thoughts would have started. If they didn't start, then they would have started, like, now. Yeah. Which... I mean, I'd be lying if I still didn't have that feeling sometimes, but it's better than it was then, because I know at that time, I genuinely wanted to be white, and that was a big thing. I was mad that, I was almost, like, mad at, not, like, not even, like, God, because, like, why that, why'd you do this to me? Why'd you do this to my family? Why, literally, why? There are how many white people in the world? Why couldn't you just add, like, five? (laughs) Like... (laughs) (laughs) Like, it didn't make any sense to me, and then I, like, had to sit down, look at myself in the mirror once, and I, like, was sitting on my sink, and I was like, you know, I don't really see the issue, actually. It's more of everybody else's issue. It is. It's it's not your problem if it's everyone else's problem, because they can, like, the fact that you had to think that is just not okay, that other people made you feel like that. Like, it's not even, like, your fault that you're thinking like that. It's everyone else's fault for making you feel like that. And then at the same time, I go back at the same... Like, I can't get mad like, I'm mad at those people either. Because a lot of it stems from ignorance and just, just, like... Yeah. Literally, like, systemic oppression. Which I think there's just, like... There's, like, a big difference between, like, genuinely being a hateful person and just being ignorant. 
And I think... I prefer the ignorant one, bro. I do prefer the ignorant, but I feel like there is, like... You can almost, like... Sometimes you can't tell people, like, genuinely, like, that hateful and horrible in their hearts or, like, if they're just ignorant. Stupid. If they're just not... It's not even... Because right now, in this moment in time, I don't give many people leeway that much No, because ignorance is a choice. Ignorance is a choice, and it is not bliss. Yeah. Especially with today's climate, it's really... Just like I know you're on your phone twenty four seven. I know. Are you, you telling me that your Instagram feed is that clouded that it yeah. only shows you clothes and influencers? You can. I know most of you guys follow me. I know a lot of people. That is my. Me. That <laughs> is my biggest. I'm like you're always on. Um, you always. I see you in my story. Like make a like make a fan page at this point. Because yeah. That's my biggest thing. It's like, my favorite one. Like people that don't follow me view my story. And that I'm like, must be funny. You guys are like. So you went out of your way to search. Oh my gosh! Like I'll give you an autograph. If you want. <laughs> But on a, like a serious note, <laughs> um, no, yeah, that was. I think for kids, I think all kids of color, we all relate in the thing of like feeling so out of place that you are almost mad at the world for it. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely probably people who never felt that way. And I am so happy because, like, genuinely, because I don't, I would never wish that upon my worst enemy. Because yeah. like. The way I look at it is, like, if you were told, like, before you were born, you were, like, given an ultimatum, and you were, like, and you got to pick what you looked like in this case, and it was A, person of color, or A, white, whatever would get, and you know that being one thing will make your life easier and overall better in a lot of ways, I would pick that. And that's just because I know what's coming to me. Anybody, Mm -hmm. no one would willingly give themselves a hard time. Yeah. And that's the thing. And the way that, like, none of this is, like, our choice Mm -hmm. is why it would, it would put my mind in, like, a fog for so long. Because I could not figure out. It's just, like, what did I do? I've never killed anyone. Yeah. So why do I walk in a store and people look at me funny? Yeah. Or why do I go into school and people have to point out that my hair is different or that the, like, you know, the lines on your hands? One time, this is kind of an aside <laughs> but one time my friend, I love her, but she asked me, like, is that paint on your hands? And I was like... Like what? I literally, <laughs> I literally went, yeah. Because that is. I, yeah. So obviously brown paint. But things like that, like, if nobody had ever pointed those things out to me... You I wouldn't even be insecure about no, it. No. I'd probably be like, yup, you guys, you should be jealous. <laughs> be jealous of me. I might have been the one making other people insecure. It's just like literally, I don't yeah. know, and it's I, it just frustrates me the most because it's like yeah, there are people who genuinely don't realize how much that can. Some people just don't realize how awful they're being. Yeah, and it's a lot of it is literally like, I know a girl who like like she had never gone to school or been friends with someone who looked like me, so that's why sometimes I don't fault like some of the things that she said or her little her like siblings would say to me when I go to their house. Because they quite literally were not around it. And I don't, don't expect that their parents were putting them in a, a situation like that. Mm-hmm. And that's when I say, go touch some grass. Because that's... Oh, that's, that's a good thing. That's, you can't... You said it a lot. Like, I, I got did? it from you. But I... Oh, but, wow. but, like, <laughs> it's, like, you need to... Literally, what was it? I saw a statistic somewhere that, like, by 20-something, like, literally, most of the world's going to be a mixed race. Yeah. 
and, and then like if you're not you're the minority and that's when i'm just like until we get to that which point is, is that when it's gonna yeah, be over is that when like that shouldn't be when race isn't over it should be over now because people shouldn't be idiots anymore they shouldn't uh, they should understand that like why are we hating or treating someone like an outsider for something that they can't control it and doesn't make them on the inside any different or have their minds be any different than ours like it's literally just because like the skin tones are different that we treat them differently which doesn't make any sense because i mean like i'm probably paler than other white people or some darker than other white people like no like skin tone is like something that shouldn't but then matter all of ever. a sudden when you're super tan people are like oh my gosh you look good but like when you're too tan yeah you I get like treated it. like an outsider and i am too tan it's 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 weird, honestly. And my it's dad, just, even, it's so weird. My dad even pointed it out to me once. He's like, "Isn't it funny that people want to be darker, but then like, but then when you're too dark, dark too, you're too dark, you're a minority, or like it's yeah, it's like not good. It's like, and oh, I think that's so interesting. It's, it's just like, weird. It doesn't make sense. Like, and the part I think that frustrated me for a long time is that people didn't want to realize that like history just because it's 20 some like it's it's we're in the 20 21st century and we're we were in the 2010s at the time but like because it was like 2019 2020 and now we're in the 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 the, the 2020s <laughs> like that it wouldn't be a thing but systemic racism is racism is still a thing and people don't want to acknowledge it because it's not as so long ago it's, it's so long ago but like i don't think people like can want to acknowledge it because it's not slave like they think that like oh we're not keeping them as slaves or we're not lynching people so it's not anymore. That well, people literally are lynching people. People are getting lynched. There are still slaves, and people don't understand that just because they don't physically see it happening, that it's not a problem, which is, is not the case, because people, like, if it doesn't directly affect, like, people have, people have tunnel vision. They can only see the things that directly matter, and that everything else that, and that impact doesn't their lives. impact their lives, that they can physically see that will, phys- like, affect them, and if it doesn't, they don't care, and that is just the world we live in, which is messed up. And I said this to what was it i forget who i said this to because i was talking about it with someone but we were talking about how like um seven asian women were killed literally three days ago because they were racially hate crime that is the biggest example of like Mm -hmm. why still alive today and if you want to say like oh it was a he's a sex addict or he had a bad day okay he was a murderer above all things like killed people doesn't matter if he had a bad day. Doesn't matter if he was a sex addict. He's a murderer who murdered Asian woman because he was a shitty human being. And though, and it's the way that even you said people in your class like didn't know. And like, which is insane to me because I'm like, can you not just open like, you have to want to like, you can't just like sweep everything under the rug. Click on a link for once in your goddamn life. Look at something that doesn't directly affect you. Like, research stuff that isn't just for school. Like, understand the world around you because we can't keep having like tunnel vision. We have to look at the world around us as a whole and it's one of those things that's like it didn't directly impact their lives or people that they love mm-hmm. so therefore i mean it's kind of like why should they care about it like it, it doesn't impact their lives in the slightest and i think that's so crazy to me but that's a complete side tangent but like <laughs> not really but like kind of i think like, it kind of like relates because i mean how we're treated does affect our mentality yeah so, do you think that you having anxiety led to you? Because I remember, I think it was two years ago, a year ago, you wanted to go to Scion. Yes. What, did that have anything to do with that? I mean, like, definitely, yeah, because, again, like, my two best friends, like, childhood, like, my two best friends from, like, kindergarten, like, my whole entire life, 
that have been my best friends like for my whole entire life so like having to leave them and like they were my comfort people and they still are to some extent but like they were the people like I could always like know like they would be there and knowing like freshman year when they weren't there and they were at Scion and I didn't have any comfort people was literally the worst thing ever like I just like I didn't, I didn't like Scion. Like, when I shadowed Scion, I hated it. Like I, Oh, you shadowed? I did shadow. But like, I shadowed in 8th grade. Did you have a choice in the matter going I mean, to like, high school? I did, but Aquinas was the most affordable, so that's just what I went with. I didn't really... Scion was, like, 20k, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. It was, like, that was just, like, kind of, like... It wasn't, like, fourth, but it was, like, definitely heavily influenced. But I didn't like Scion, period, when I went there. But, like, they, my two best friends went there. So, like, not having them and seeing them, like, thrive and make friends and, like me not making any friends like I would like lie and be like oh yeah like I have friends like yeah I had like acquaintances and like I would I think I hung out with people outside of school like a few times but like I like only really had like three good friends but like we would only talk like at lunch and like I didn't have I didn't hang out outside of school and like I wouldn't really consider them people I would be able to like talk to a lot of things because like I think freshman year definitely I put on a mask of a person like I like thought about like before the summer for freshman year I was like this is the person I'm going to be. And I tried so hard to be that person when it just wasn't who I was. And then, so, like, I wanted to leave. And I was, like, I don't I don't fit in here. Like, people hate Like, everyone hates me here. Like, no one knows who I am. Like, I have no purpose of being here. So I wanted to leave. And then I didn't. My parents were, like, just stay, like, one more year. And that's what I did. And then even this year, like, I was, like, I want to transfer to Sion because, again, like, I felt, like. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I just, because I just, like, like, everyone in our grade, like, every whole world was, like, against me. So I was, like. I have to leave, I have to go somewhere else, I have to, like, start fresh, because I can't deal with, like, I always, like, they literally weren't, like, no eyes are ever on me, but for the (laughs) longest time, I'm like, everyone's eyes are on me, which, like, this is not true, like, no one cares that much, but I felt, I genuinely heart, I still feel like that, I feel like everyone's against me, and, like, everyone has, like, a bad opinion on me, like, even my friends, I'm like, they don't actually like me, or, like, I'm annoying, or, like, I cry about this a lot, (laughs) I cry about, like, feeling like a burden a lot, Oh, me too. I ne- my, The last thing I ever want to be is a burden. I feel mm-hmm. like that's all I ever am. And I think the most I've ever felt like that is, like, when I also wanted to leave schools. Yeah. And, like, I, I do still feel that way. I Sometimes I'm, like, I'll sit and look at myself and be, like, how, like, initially, like, my parents were, like, why do you want to go to Aquinas? Like, if you're going to go to a Catholic school, go to St. Um, the other one, St. James. <laughs> and... I, if, I don't know how to say this, I guess a lot of times I look back at it and I'm just like, why the heck did I not do that? Yeah. Because it's like, I, I, like, it's closer to my house, it was more convenient in a lot of ways, and I think my mom has always taught me, like, growing up to be Catholic, and it's like, she always told me, like, no matter what school you go to, it shouldn't hinder your faith. But I, like, had this, like, talk with myself the other day. I was like, I want to go to a Catholic school, but I'm not really getting any of that out of my Catholic school. And there's another Catholic school that would give me that and a sense of community. But, like, I, I was stupid and didn't do it. I mean, and like, now, like, looking back, are you like, I should have gone there? Yeah. Like, to St. James? Oh, my last said. I don't care. <laughs> so, the other Catholic school? Yeah, because... But, I, I I don't ever have the gall to ask my parents, like, can I? Because I'm, like... 
I that's that's being a burden like transferring is not fun like it's a burden and I don't want to I don't want to do that but then sometimes I just sit and think to myself I'm like this really like it's one of those things like I literally can't blame anybody but myself and sometimes I pray at night I'm just like I pray to God that I wake up and like my mom and dad are just like get ready you're gonna go somewhere else and it's not even this thing of like um i hate my school i don't have friends i have friends i love you all (laughs) (laughs) it's not one of these things and it's not one of those things i know if like say i were to leave one day like i moved states or something it's like it's not like you would all it's not one of those things like you would stop talking to me that's Mm -hmm. one i feel like that would be a thing that would hold me back but it doesn't because I'm like very confident in my friendships and I don't know it's just one of those things like I don't regret anything in my life but that's one thing I will continue to regret and I don't know I think I think a lot of people like their freshman year just wanted to leave Mm -hmm. the minute they like something didn't go their way they're like I'm going to meet I'm leaving to go to insert other Catholic school in our area. <laughs> and some people, like, like, a handful of people, like, actually did. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, shoot, they did it. <laughs> yeah, we, like, didn't. And then sophomore year, the same thing. But then a lot of people started transferring in because of COVID. Yeah. Just because we were the only people who went to school, which I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and then there, we're here now, and I don't know if many people still feel that way. I feel that way. I feel like now I'm, like, there's no point in going somewhere else. Because I go somewhere else, I know, like, everything will just, like, have to start over. And I have to, like, rebuild. Like, even though I have a lot of friends at Scion, it is. But, like, now I feel like I just don't really have, like, a purpose of transferring. But, like, at the same time, I don't feel, like... It's not that I don't feel welcome out of clients, but I just feel like no one there, like... Like, no, I don't have, like, a desire to be there. Like, I wake up every day and I'm, like, I just... I mean, I don't know if it's just school in general, because I don't think, like, Aquinas is a bad school, but I wake up and I'm like, I just want to be somewhere else. Like, I want to be graduating. I'll wake up every... I used to, like, pray every, like, night. I would, like, I want to wake up and be in college. I want to wake up and, like, be 25 with my life, like, mostly figured out. Like, I used to, like, sit there and pray for the longest time. Like, because my parents would always tell me I would grow out of my anxiety, so I used to, like, literally get on my hands and knees and pray every single night, like... I want to be old, like, I want to be 25, so I don't have to, like, deal with my anxiety, I want to be in college, I want to, like, be away, I want to, like, have a fresh start, I don't want to, like, have my mind, like, be like this anymore, and then, now, like, looking back, like, I wanted so badly to, like, grow up, and now that I'm actually growing up, I wish I, like, could stop time, and time, um, I'm gonna go on, like, time real quick, like, time gives me the worst anxiety ever, the fact that time's constantly going, and there's nothing I can do about it, like, I hate not being in control of time. Oh, me too. Like, it's just a thing that, like, now that I'm, like, growing up, like, I literally graduate next year, I'm looking back and, like, punching, like, little me for, like, thinking that, like, thinking that I wanted to be older because I don't want to be older, like, because with age, like, instead of growing out of it, I think almost, like... No, the minute you get older, like, it's true you want to be younger. Yeah, like, I think, like, just, because instead of, like, what I thought would happen, like, the older I get, the less bad my anxiety would get, but, like, I'm realizing now that it's just, like, it has like it has like highs and lows but like it's progressively getting like slightly worse it's like building on top of each other and then I'll feel like it's gone like I don't have it anymore and then something will happen or like 
an event like COVID will happen or starting school will happen or like a traumatic event. Not even like traumatic, but like something will like happen. A, like an impact. Yeah, an impactful like event will happen and I'll just like be back at square one. And now I'm just yeah. like, I want to be like, I mean, it's like, what's sad is like, I can't remember a time that I didn't feel like this. So there's not even time I wish I can go back to, which is like, I think the hardest pill to swallow. But I think like, what gives me so much hope is that one day I won't feel like this and one day I'll like wake up and have like be completely like not normal but like completely like gone of everything that's like going on in my head yeah I think with me time is such a great and horrible thing because like with me like I don't regret things often but the one thing I regret and wish I could do is go back in time and like to myself and like when I was like 14 and be like no matter you literally had the worst shadow day at your school like why did you choose did i tell you my shadow day at a car it was horrible and i t- literally got in the car and told my dad it was amazing i literally told my- i don't even have to shadow any other schools it's amazing and i've never regretted anything more because one i just lied to my dad's face and then i lied to my mom when i got home and then it ended up like it truly just ended up biting me in the butt in the end and i think I mean, I do have my good days, but I, I'd be lying if I said like, I don't when I pray before I go to bed because I, ah, don't clown me for it. I do pray before <laughs> I, I pray go before to, I go to bed, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I do pray before I go to bed, and I always like say a little prayer that like, a miracle will happen and I'll get to go. Some that place, I guess. I don't know. I guess. It just hurts really bad because, like, I know when I was little, I always was just like, yep, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go here. And then one day, like, I let other people impact, like, a really big decision. Yeah. And then I think that's, like, one of the dumbest things I've ever done. And this isn't even trying to say, like, my school is bad because I go to a great school. Like, it's a blue ribbon school and whatever, but I sometimes you go somewhere and you're like I don't belong here and like yeah this is one of those times yeah but I I cannot bring myself to ever tell my parents mm-hmm. that because I've transferred before and I I just again I don't want to be a burden yeah and like it's not even like I'm not gonna sit here I think like I hate Aquinas like like Aquinas is like my like I hate it so much like I don't like I feel like it is where I made some good memories and like I met my friends there and like my best friends there and like I've made some of my favorite memories there but at the same time like there's a lot of people there that like just make me feel like I don't belong there's a lot of people there that like a lot of teachers there there's a lot of staff (laughs) there that make me feel like I don't belong or make me feel dumb and like it's to the point that like I don't know if it's just because I go to a super catholic school or if it's just because I go to a school in Kansas or if it's because I am just in high school or what I don't know what's like so like wrong that I constantly like will rock around like feeling like I don't belong somewhere where like I mean I'm a 16 year old girl I belong in a high school but like why do I feel like I don't belong there and I think every girl feels that I feel like everybody feels that way I'll say girl because we're girls (laughs) but I think it's sometimes people have that feeling because they don't have friends or they feel out of place and some and the feeling gradually goes away or will get a lot less heavy but then sometimes like, I think with me, it just, like, stays because it's something else. Because I remember one time, 
my parents even told me like um high school is the same everywhere like that aspect of like girls being mean all that stuff it's the same everywhere which is very true but I guess the way I like that like it kills me is like um, I my like I like the whole purpose of sending me to a Catholic school was like to get that aspect out of it and I haven't been getting that out of it at all and I remember like I shadowed there once like when I was a freshman and like the one thing that like keeps replaying in my head is like the sense of community and like the Catholic aspect mm-hmm. and like it replay it re- it haunts me yeah <laughs> and it's just really hard. I I guess I've never prayed for a miracle to happen but sometimes I just do and it's like really crazy and it's like I don't know it's like what do I say like I remember I told a friend that once and like why would you want to go there like you don't have any friends there and I was like I I really don't care like yeah I don't think I mean sometimes you do go places like when you where you have friends but like I doesn't really matter I guess it's like I don't know that's I could I go on about that for a long time (laughs) sometimes I've never regretted anything but I've regretted something like and time is just like you literally cannot go back in time if I could do that so many so many things in my life would just be which like I hate like thinking that like I hate because I wish I was like out of I just hate the feeling that like right now like I'm older like older than I was before I started this podcast and like I don't want to be old anymore which like is something that I just used to just literally pray for like I would literally like every 11 11 I would make a wish but I was like I wish I was older like I wish my brain was normal I used to wish on like wells I'm like I wish I would feel like everyone else feels like I wish I was like a normal kid I used to like just do all that stuff and I'm like why did I do like why did I like just wish all those things like I knew like couldn't happen like it was just dumb like that I, just, I shouldn't have done that like if I could go back in time I wish I would have like enjoyed my youth more than I did instead of just constantly wishing I was older yeah and never I think if I were to go back and tell myself something it's like don't let other people like impact your decisions mm-hmm. Kelsey don't do that Addie um don't wish away your life it literally will come back to bite you in the butt and mm-hmm. you're gonna regret it and keep praying for something to happen but you know and I think when people say that they think so you hate your friends you hate where you like it's not like that yeah it's just like when you think about like convenience I drive 20 minutes to school every day bro I could be driving nine (laughs) yeah and it's like I love like Aquinas itself like I'm not even alive I can say like I'm gonna miss it probably like I'll miss the people like I'll miss the memories I made because it's not even the fact like at some points I do maybe think that it's me that like I go to a school where like my beliefs are a lot different than I think that the beliefs that are very like implanted into your brain there in certain aspects like not to get like too into that but like I just don't really not to get too political but like not even that just like just certain things I just like I can't like I don't think like I don't want it to like implanted in my mind like I think it has been for the past however many years I've been going to Catholic school. 11 years, 12 years I've been going to Catholic school. Aye, aye, aye. Like, it's just, like, I feel like there's just so many things, like, I wish I was, like, out of school where I was, like, actually able to, like, find myself more. But at the same time, like, 
I think, like, with going back to, like, my anxiety, like, I think, like, being in a place where, like, you almost, you can always expect what's going to happen at a Catholic school, if that makes sense. Like, you can always, like, know, like, you're going to have, like, a religion teacher, like, you know, it's probably going to be, like, the curriculum, you know, there's going to be, like, a lot of, That's kind of, like, what you go there for. Yeah. I know that's why I go there, but... But it's, like, it's comforting to know, like, I think that's, like, why, like, I can never go to public school now, because knowing, like, I just know what's going to be there. It's comforting to know that. Oh, gosh. I feel like... Oh, yeah. That is so true. Like, it's just, like, you always, like, to some extent, like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, not exactly, but, like, you know, like, it's going to, like, be formatted, like, the same way, like, your middle school was. I think that, and I feel like I always, like, didn't realize how comforting I kind of thought it was to know that, like, I could, like, go to a teacher and, like, ask them about, like, my faith, and they wouldn't, like... Yeah. Like, I've just always had, you know, you know... Like, I can, like, go up to, like, a religion teacher and, like, just tell them just something about, like, that's going on, and they'll, like, not immediately... Like, I think, like, this at, like, a Catholic school, like, I do think that the teachers, like, have a more sense of, like, caring about their students. Like, they're not, like, as much as students. Yeah. like... They're, like, children of God, but, like... Yeah! It is, like, like that. It is, like, just comforting to know, like, I think... It's just, like, why I don't think I could ever go to public school now or else, like, I would be at a public school just because I don't. I do consider myself, like, I believe in God, but, like, I just feel like at a Catholic school I don't always belong, but at the same time, like, it's comforting and it does, like, make me a lot less anxious knowing that I know what to expect, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think we can end it there. And I think that that is all, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. No, but thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You just, like, quivered for your life. You're like, thank you for having me. I'm, like, held hostage. Thank you for having me. Say it. Say it. Thank you for having me. It was a good, good talk. Anytime. It was a good talk. But thank you for listening and... Good night, New York City. No way. We're in New York. <laughs>